and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I'm joined uh, by Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. How are you, man? Hey, I'm I'm surviving this not thunderstorm. Like it's not the, really the crazy, yeah, 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 the crazy humidity. It'll be back to proper fall tomorrow. Um, uh, it's just you and me. Alex, uh, Alex is busy. Um, Eric, you know, has a busy life in general and needed a needed a home night with the kids. Uh, apparently, we we don't have a life either. So, uh, yeah, we just yeah, we, we just we just don't do anything. You know? um, but uh, we've got two games to talk about. I didn't even take Twitter questions this week because I was just like I wanted to be laser focused on three things, three segments. Act one. This is my that's my uh, uh, Ira Glass uh, impersonation. Act one. Minnesota versus uh, SKC. It's a really bad impersonation. Um, a garbage game that somehow ended up being a win and clinched, clinches the playoffs. And then Act 2, we've got a decent game. LAFC, 1-1 draw. Some With ups Villa. and downs. Yeah. Ups and downs. Um, and then Act 3, I want to look at what... I want to do the little number machines yeah. and... Uh, and, uh, and, the calculations and figure out what, what, yeah. what the future looks like for us and, and look a bit toward Seattle, but also the playoffs. And so um, do you have anything hey, on? Hey, hey, say that again. Seattle and then the playoffs? Playoffs, yes. Playoffs. Say it again. One more time. Right. One more time. Playoffs. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. That's right. So if you don't have any non-Minnesota news, we're just going to listen to big quarters and then come back and... and uh, I do have one thing that's... Uh, just want to congratulate to Como Girls FC... For winning the St. Paul City Conference um, last Wednesday, um, the last time they did that was in 2005. So it's been nice. 14 years have been able to say they're St. Paul City Conference champs. I sold two two of my tickets, and I have fifty dollars. I need to donate to yes, and Como I will Girls. give you a link for that. I finally got a link to okay, uh, what so they want. So tweet do. that out and go check out Rodrigo's if you uh, want to. If you sold any tickets, because I know other people did, uh, or if you just want to randomly, yeah, if you want to randomly uh, support Como Girl, Como Como Athletics, they yeah. need a lot of equipment to be do it. So yeah, let me before we go to big quarters. Then I do want to say, uh, random news was uh, Minnesota United, Minnesota United and Target unveiled a new futsal court right in Midway, just basically it's right off five five, five blocks, blocks north yeah. of, of it's Snell, right off Snelling. Snelling. Yep. Yeah, and. And uh, it's big. It's like a five v five. You know the the um, the one we were at of uh, it's like a three v three. West Seventh was more like a four v four. I think we found. And um, so this one's bigger. This one Target actually did. The other one was um, U.S. Soccer uh, Foundation, et cetera, and Minnesota United. Dang, Target's got more money. Um, Target put put on a big thing. I was like so impressed with how. I mean, they're obviously a big company, but how many people there doing activations and just how many like just people working it uh there were and there was three free food trucks uh or an ice cream truck that was free two food trucks um and then they left the, like this big white semi truck parked right in front of it oh they did yeah it's, oh. it's been there for the past two days oh really so, yeah i don't know what it is but oh, whatever funny. but um i it's it's great i loved seeing it uh it, it was a blast and you, and you, you took your kids yeah, right I took my kids i just picked them up from school and we went right over and they Loved playing. Um, Iris saw this uh, one of the Target employee guys who was in the in the, on the court. He was doing this kind of um, uh, he was just kind of dancing with the ball, you know, just being really like intricate with it. 
And she was so like, she was like mesmerized. Like this was magic. And so she had me like, we went over and she was like, can you show me how to do that? And watching a, watching like a four year old, um, like, was it was it a Target employee or was it the the, he the Fogo Bonito Julian oh, group? It could have been them. They were in Target stuff. Yeah, I didn't probably know. Did, did he have like a some sort of like headband? I don't know. Yeah, Julian usually does the uh, the Fogo Bonito where they do all these tricks with the balls and yeah. all that stuff. So that might have been them so and their partner. She so. was just like like then like trying to trying to mimic it the best way she could of like standing on it, putting her foot on it, trying to move it. It was great. That's I cool. loved watching it, and I I, I got to see. Um, Manny and Chris Wright and just say congratulate them but also just it, it's it's so great seeing seeing stuff like that um, you know we, we we need more of that lot, lots of, of times um, we've tried to just put pressure on the team just to be like hey you know we really want to see you do this stuff for the community and and talk to them about it and um I, and they've been doing I'm, more of that like, yeah yeah they, and they were over they were over at central right they had a promo shoot they were going to visit the central boys uh, soccer cool. team and girls soccer team which was which was nice you know I'm, I'm biased you know let's let's hook something up for como so yeah so we so we know we know manny listens to this so come yeah. on he obviously does All yes of, of course yeah that's just you know the, the whole the whole staff team listens to it so yeah. let's let's set it up come on call me you know how to get a hold so, of so yeah no it was awesome everyone should go check it out i think there's a, there's a few of us who are gonna go do a like a a, a happy hour oh wait uh, let me know um, i'll go yeah well it was just like a few of us on a, on a slack channel we were like let's just go uh, play a pickup game and do uh, do a happy hour. So um, DM me if you want the details of that whenever that comes out. Um, and so yeah, let's let's listen to big quarters. Come back and we'll talk uh, Minnesota versus uh, Sporting Kansas City. Seventeen minutes. Back on the fifty-five-one podcast. All right, Sporting Kansas City. Um, against Minnesota United, this was probably one of the most horrifying games we've watched all season. The first 60 minutes, uh, in the first six minutes, uh, you've got a, a set piece where, uh, it's, it's a short corner or a fake short corner. You so mean, you've got you one mean guy the out SKC there. hand of God? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like sloppy stuff where, once the ball got sent central, then you have two guys over on the right wing and only one one defender, and then it was very easy for them to put a, a cross in. And then, uh, what's his name? Botan Barath or Barath, something like that? Yeah, Barath, the uh, baldy. Um, the what? Like he jumped uh, ball. He's bald, oh, so goalie. he jumped oh. up. He jumped yeah, up and, he and brought his, his leg yeah. up at the same time. He's bringing his hand down, and it's like, if that's the, I don't know, like hand moves back as it gets yeah. hit. And like, there's no way like that doesn't get. And I mean, I thought all like goals are video reviewed, but I'm, we must be wrong on that one because that 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 I totally mean, was a handball. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird that that they didn't review it or anything. But um, the the lineup was what we've seen. It was pretty pretty normal. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of the 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 choice lineup, and it just um, it was not working. Um, the the team like could not just string together in any possession. Um, you know, obviously, going down a goal early at home doesn't help. Uh, yeah. Doesn't help your game plan, um, especially since Sporting Kansas City needed a result here. We wanted a result to to book the playoffs, but they needed it in order to 
you know, I don't think they were, were officially eliminated by then. Um, we, we did the eliminating. Um, and then, uh, and I'll, I'll skip forward to the, the substitutions unless you have something before then to talk about. I don't know. I know a lot, a lot of us, like not only here, but I remember, um, we always fear when we play teams we're supposed to beat because somehow we always seem to like not always do our best. Yeah. Yeah. And well, right we talked the, about that. We're, we'll, we'll lose against Houston. Yeah. You predicted. Yeah. You said that we, yeah. we lose against SKC and beat yeah. LAFC. Right. And I was like, I was like, I was, I was watching the game and I was like, Oh my God. Cause I couldn't make it to the game. Cause that yeah. was, the, that was, that was the game that, that Isa and Como were able to win and clinch the division. And so, like, a good reason to miss. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, so like, so like, I gave tickets to a really good friend of mine, uh, um, uh, from the neighborhood that I've grown up with, and he was just not. He was like ecstatic about ecstatic about the the game, but also just how the heck do you you know like how do we how do we get beat so easily in the first ten minutes? And it felt like we were like not just I don't know. It just felt like there was no sense of urgency for me. Like, it just looked like we were just. Pinging the ball back and forth, trying to figure out if yeah. the side is going to be, but and it it definitely seemed that um, Molino and Quintero were not were not up to snuff that day. Um, I think uh, you know when I, I, I it was increasingly just like I was getting despondent, just watching it continue and just like nothing changes, and then. You know, about the time you would you would expect a, a, a change to be made, if not maybe at halftime, um, uh, then um, Hassani Dotson comes on for Molino and Dunlady comes on for Toy. I, I just I saw Dunlady come on and I, I mean I was just livid, livid. I I, I mean it was just like again and mm-hmm. you know, and to be honest, I was the. The Dotson thing did not make sense to me. I still I haven't been able to watch enough of the the uh, second half to see what happened there, um, but I don't think the changes made that big of a difference, especially at first. Um, Dunlady he did have that one good moment where he turned with the ball and sh- and had a great like close range turn and shot, um, but he did not add anything. Toy wasn't already not adding. Um, and Dotson, Dotson was a bit different because you know one of the frustrating parts of, it, of about it was like switching to this um, three man midfield, which Heath talked about later of like wanting to fill up the midfield. We were getting overrun there, um, but Heath or but Dotson was a, a little bit like loose in his role. He was not um, tight to Greg. No, because it was Greg Ush and then Alonso and then and Dotson. So yeah. So Dotson had most of the freedom and creativity to do whatever he So he was like a roaming but but, but even yeah. this past you know, we, I don't want to jump forward too much to LAFC, but when we've seen that three man mid, it, it's usually Alonso sits back and then like uh Dotson and, and Greg Ush have uh, are kind of tethered together a little bit in that midfield. You know, they'll fill up spaces on the wing or, or do whatever, but Dotson seemed a little bit more just like you go in the midfield and just do shit. And he did shit. And he did know. some good, obviously he some good ish. Yeah. But, um, uh, the, the, the tying goal was, um, a little bit fortunate from a corner and it just kind of like fall. It goes past the, the first three guys who went up for it. And then it just lands to Alonzo who immediately, I don't, 
I don't think it was quite on the volley, but it almost looked like just immediately snaps it in. You know, my favorite goals so far this season, and uh, and there's a lot of them, right? But top five have to be both of uh, Ozzy Alonso's goals. Like they're timely, you know, like the very first one at, at the at the stadium, and now this one that ties it up to to at least you know get yeah. us a point. Yeah. And then you know my top five are Hassani bangers. All all five. All, of them, all really? five Hassani goals. I don't know. I'd have to actually go back through. We should and probably think about do other goals. But, uh, we should probably yeah. talk about this more and just like do like a poll and figure out. Yeah, what five, I'm, five I'm kind of curious. What I mean, literally three of them have to be Hassani, right? Uh, in my in my top five. So I, I I won't try to go. I have such a terrible memory that I won't kill the. I'm sure there's a toy right goal now. in there somewhere. Uh yeah. Um and so uh. Uh, then you know we Dotson scores that winner um, late on. I, I do want to say though, like the the change made, like we still they still after the changes hit the crossbar like three times, two or three times. Yeah, they I mean, had three up three clear opportunities to put that ball away, and I don't know. Like, this was a, just, a Manone night as well of just just being superb. Um, Kansas City had 2.89 expected goals. Ours was 1.82. Um, very similar to the Portland nil-nil draw of where you know, we got we got a bit lucky on this in this game. And you know, or sometimes, or, or, or karma, right? Yeah, or karma. Yeah, yeah. I and and like I think there there's something to be said. You know, there's always that cliche about like championship teams. They they know how to win even when they're bad. Um, or whatever that is. And I think that like, okay. Yeah. I think that that is, that's a good point. Like we don't always have to win prettily, but it was, it was pretty, it was a garbage game. And I think that we can be totally happy being like, Hey, we got lucky. Hassani bailed us out. Hooray for us. But just, yeah. I mean, I, that was just a special, like, moment and i'm really happy for hassani because it's one of those moments you know you you are i think the whole celebration afterward was probably you know one of the the top moment of um of at least the opening of this 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 is the first season that we've had at allianz you know like i've seen so many views i mean there was somebody who put like a like a gopro camera at the top of the stadium to be able to guys who works for the team yeah yeah, yeah, like to be able to see the whole thing and i was like i saw it from that perspective and i kept and then i asked a question i was like wait wait who just who just jumped and straddled heath i was like look they were taking him down and i ended up being ozzy and i was like wow i was like and then monone running around yes that was that that was like that was that was amazing and like and then then seeing a closer look of of how that play no actually the the gopro look Gave you a really good view of how that play developed, and was able to thread that ball into space for Dotson, who's yeah. who's known from kind of like who's known to do kind of like what uh, what um, oh geez Colorado plays for Colorado now um, um, Sam Sam Nicholson, Nicholson yeah when he used to just you know cut left yeah. He could take it up the line cut left and yeah. then take through four steps and then boot it yeah and that's similar to that. And then it just happened to hit off Barath's back. Yeah, yeah. And right in. And I think the funniest thing uh, was that after that goal went in, Barath in anger, knowing that he had let the like, game-winning goal in, tries to punch the ground. Yeah. And ends up hitting Don Lottie, like, right in the groin area. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And, like, Don Lottie kind of, like, 
catches himself yeah and then he runs right over yeah and then the reports which i have not seen the video of yet but the, he came back over and rubbed bara's head that <laughs> 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 that was the you know that was so that was so anyone had any proof of that that'd be great but that's what i've been hearing and that was awesome so we get a little bit uh lucky but the the main point is that that clinches the playoffs for us i i will have to say i was like so frustrated by how bad the game was and then putting Dinladi on that like it took me a while to get happy about the game to be like I was right, but I mean right I was after- just like so like frustrated and that that when when we won it was just like whoa uh all right and then like yeah it, it was <laughs> ugly uh, wins are still wins I know I know and uh, and as much as this team has had a bunch of those this season you have to be able to know that that's what home field advantage is about. Being that having that having that extra pep, having that extra extra push to be able to try to make something happen, and sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. We've been there, and we've seen it. We've had two seasons of things going bad for us. Yeah, it's it's nice to finally have some things go right for this team. So. Yeah, um, I will. Hassani uh, uh, for rookie of the year, all right. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think he's going to lose to um, people think that who's the guy for Philadelphia. Um, Aronson, I think. Um, I haven't watched Philadelphia enough this year to to be able to counter. But Alex, when we need him. I mean, basically, the problem is that Dotson is not featured regularly. Right, that um, is true. Uh, but, I mean, he's certainly at least the number two candidate. Do you have anything else on the Kansas City game, or should we go to uh, LAFC? Um, I, I thought Vito had another good, decent game. Um. I think, uh, and that's becoming more of a regular thing. And I've been, I've been trying to compare what you know what it was to have Bobby and what it's like to have Vito, and um, you know, and me and the kids and Issa Watch and Gold Talisman. I've been talking about how like he's great, and this was a report like he's great when 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 shots are in front of him, like he can do something about it. But when there's a cross, or when he has to come out and and try to punch the ball. It seems that to be his best strong suit, so I think that's that that suits well for this defense because sometimes it just lets shots in for long distance and he's able to go ahead and and block those. But I think just balls that come across that he has to come out to and prepare for. Sometimes he's not he's not the best at that, which is fine. I'm, but I'm not sure. Hmm, I'm trying to think of how many times I can't remember that many times where he's come out for a cross and missed it or. Um, I think the the times well, in, this, in the LFC game, there's a cross yeah. that was that, that that was on the ground. I think it was Ro- Rossi that just dribbled right in front of everybody, and he was oh, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. He was the first one true. to that ball, and he didn't even move. Yeah, um, yeah. They they missed a couple of of real sh- chances there, um, as we did. Um, yeah, I think uh, one thing about him is he's got some clangers in him. But I feel like that's basically every goalkeeper. You know, the, even like even the the best in the world, you know, the Hugo Lloris with his, you know, blame it on the jelly uh, mess up this last week. Um, you look at um, uh, uh, De Gea. You know, he's he's gone through like these spells of clangers. I feel like I feel like you. You know, every good guy has that in them, and so you've got to judge it on the the rest. And the the salaries came out this week, and he's making five hundred something thousand like that. Yeah, I mean, for and, that kind of money, you pay that man. And to me, know? it's like he's okay, worth he, it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the highest paid goalkeepers in the league. But yeah, you 
you've got to pay people to get really good things. And we've seen, you can't just any, have any goalkeeper in there. Uh, you, you need someone it if will, you want to step it up. It will be interesting when we have the discussion way down the road, what is the plans for um, Dane St. Clair, right? You don't draft someone that high up with that much potential without trying to get them some playing time somewhere. Right? Yeah. Um, and he's, he's been able to be sent on loan a little bit. I mean, obviously you could give someone like Dane chances in cup games, uh, next year. We're going to have the league's cup next year, likely. Um, so we'll be in, we'll be playing Mexico, Mexican teams. Um, and so, yeah, you, you can give him chances that way. Um, and, and in the open cup, um, but let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and, and do LAFC. Santos, and even though I hate not him, that bad. I, I don't hate him. That I don't bad, hate no. anyone that bad. No, um, maybe Chile, but maybe not. Back on the fifty-five-one podcast. All right, Minnesota United won. LAFC won. Um, this was a match where we saw a couple of changes. Uh, Molino and um, Alonso were rested for this game, and so you had, and then you had the three-man midfield um, with uh, Olam holding holding the the triangle down in in midfield. Dotson came in, and um, the, you started with Lude, Darwin, and Toy. Um, did did how much did this game plan work? Um, I don't know really. Like if it, it didn't feel like a, I felt like you know the the we were successful last time, trying to do specifically what people, what teams have been doing against LAFC, which is squeeze the middle, right? Um, don't let um, have easy access in the middle because that's where they they really build that counter and they're able to get out there fast. Specifically because now Vela is playing more on the wing than that false nine he was supposed to. Now that Brian Rodriguez has been able to. Uh, to step more into that role, uh, but it's just um, I, I felt that you know it was it was one of those games where at, at the beginning LAFC um, started strong and and fast, and we were just really trying to again try to plug the middle and try to and, tr- and try to find a quick counter. Um, I think um, I think uh, we had was I believe Chacon and Ibarra were on the bench, so those were those would have been two. Two decent options, um, and also as well as Finley, as I was on the bench to be able to have yeah. op- options if if things didn't go uh, didn't go well, and and for a while um, it it just looked pretty much that um, it was just put as many bodies in the box as you in the in the box as you can, and you know people were making as many clears. Specifically when they were attacking, uh, there was a point where Brian Rodriguez was uh, going. I met in the air just every chance that he could. And, um, you know, the, sometimes he was successful, sometimes he wasn't, right? And then eventually they switched it to go to Monbay's yeah. side. And that was probably, I think, the most successful time that they had when they were able to play that ball quickly wide. I really enjoyed watching the um, Dotson and K. Oh, fights. man. Watching K, uh, just watching Mark Anthony K play, is that kid is good. It is so fun to watch that guy play. And him and Dotson were going at each yeah. other. And it was like, and like I think uh, Pablo from Minnesota Football Show came over to say hi. 
And I was like, listen, you got to watch this. And I was like, what's that? It's like, those two guys are going at each other and they don't like it. Like, like Dot, like Dotson was being very physical and yeah. pushing him. And there was times where Kay was pushing back and then following him. And uh, it was just one of those, it was really, that was a good battle to watch between those two. One of the, one of the interesting things about, you know, obviously we played the 5-3-2 uh, against LA. Um, I didn't think that was likely here because you don't have Coleman. Uh, and so he obviously doesn't trust Wyatt in that. So instead he went with 3-5-2, which, or uh, the, sorry, the 4-3-3. We had 33% possession and um, uh, listeners at home, you can, you can go and look at the, go to the box score on the MLSsoccer.com uh, recap and look at the, um, the defensive actions and look, look where that line happens. You can see two main groups. There's only one defensive action and that's a, um, uh, a, a tackle by um, uh, Angelo in the final third, the rest is, uh, you know, two thirds of them are in our final third or in our defense. And then, uh, you know, a third of them are in the center of the pitch, but you can see this is a team sitting back and not doing anything defensive until, until basically they almost reached halfway. Right. Line, which, you know, so that, that part of the game plan, um, I mean, it obviously paid off. It, it worked. No, I mean, and, 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 I and, that, and it's something that, you know, it's something that, you know, uh, Bob Bradley knows people are doing now. So the question is, how is he going to prepare that for in the playoffs, right? What What is he going to do to be able to, to counter that? And that should be the really interesting part, right? I mean, as a coach, you know, you, you once you understand people are beginning to figure out the way that you're trying to play, what do you do to change it? What do you do to take it to your advantage, right? And yeah. LAFC is in a interesting situation because they lack forwards at the moment and yeah. so how how are you able to 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 do that and i think in this situation it showed that that's that's what i you know that's a template right the template yeah. if you get a quick counter against them and uh you expose their 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 attacking uh left and right backs then you have you have you have lots of chances to be able to do that and i felt that in this game um um the reason that i thought molino is always good in these type of situations is that um, I noticed a lot that when Metanier was was getting the ball on his side from from either you know dispossession or from a pass, a lot of the midfield from the LAFC would shift towards providing pressure to him, which then left the two center backs right and Tori right in the middle, lighting that line, and all you needed to do was just try to chip a ball right in front of him and try to try to split those center backs and let just Tori run. And I saw that at least three or four times, and I was begging for, because I swear sometimes I saw Metanier look at that and just wasn't able to, to um, to play those long balls. But I think what's also frustrating for me was when Toy was in, is that we weren't able to get him the ball as we as 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 when Angela was was was, was yeah. come back on. Like well, all of a sudden we were trying to go for long balls. We were trying to we were trying to keep the back line honest. Uh, but why weren't we trying to do that when Toy was there? That was my that was one of my questions. Well, I mean, I want to talk about that change because I've been on the Angelo train for a long time here, and not because like obviously Angelo missed so two pretty good chances one on one, and three if not, you count the rebound. He's not a great goal scorer. It's not even a very good goal goal scorer. Um, but when he came on, it was immediately 
obvious what he does. Like the the his ability to not just muscle, but like get that ball and immediately push it somewhere. And just he he is just a fulcrum of that attack that made it so much more dynamic. And it brought us back to midsummer when you had this when you had Darwin being able to like Darwin and he obviously have a connection now. We talked in the middle beginning of the season that they didn't and they got it mid-season. Yeah, and, and they then, look for each other. And Toy and same thing that Toy and Molino seem to have a really good understanding of what to do. And I, I mean, I, if it wasn't obvious what Angelo can bring to this team uh, after that second half performance, I, you, I don't, I don't know what to say to you. I guess. Yes, I have one thing to say to you. Yeah, he does not bring goal scoring. Sure. But you can't score goals if you're not anywhere near near right. the. Right, but the question the is: the question is if 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 you've known and and if you've seen Toy be able to split center backs and a long ball, and we've seen him do that, why not try to do that when he's when when he is they in didn't that situation? Try it all to him. No, not, I didn't. Broke, I didn't okay. see one long ball to him trying to split the the two center backs when when the ball was playing out was playing out wide to one of our uh, whether it's, mostly it was Metanier, I believe there wasn't that that idea of trying to chip him the ball. I believe everything was just trying to connect passes and trying to get that get up there. And maybe that's the style of play that they think is best for him. Yeah. But I also think here's a young kid who can run, just. Just try a couple of times. Try to split, split, split the center backs, and then try to give him the ball. Give him a chance to run for that ball, because you know what Angelo lacks in able to in, in able to finish on one on one. Toy is 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 able to to do that. So, um, I will say, I think two, three, four, five, six. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Robin Lud. Uh, million dollar baby as uh, as Eric Silva Brenneman has call, started calling him because he you know what he's I, apparently I, the second highest paid player on the team. Yeah, I, I, I was I was uh, looking up the the theme song. Oh, you remember the six million dollar man? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I started uh, with Ted DiBiase's one million dollar. Yeah, man. that's that works. Uh, he had about ten passes the whole game. Um, Wait, let's do. I mean, the, he only played seventy math. minutes, and so uh, <laughs> are we so trying that, to figure out how much he makes for passes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's basically, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, man, uh, he had. The, the, I mean, people were laughing about his kind of kind of ridiculous bicycle kick attempt. He did have that one really good uh, back heel pass. One million dollar back heel. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, then he then he was dispossessed in our in, in our defensive third quite quickly a couple of times. In, in, I, I mean, there's not that you. The, the thing is, is, is you can see talent. You can yeah. recognize that he's talented, but um, you know, how much more time are you going to be able to give him to be able to produce, right? Yeah. Because at the end, you have that's what counts, right? Yeah. Are you able to produce what you what what you're on the field for? In this case, maybe that's one of the reasons why Angelo has been off because he he hasn't been able to produce goals uh in in quite a yeah. while so so it was so those are, like you recognize the talent just like you recognize the talent with angelo but at one point you have to say what are you producing on the field and if you're not able to produce and in this court and in in, in angelo's case is scoring goals and loot is uh scoring uh, uh creating really good goal scoring opportunities that's just one of those i mean the bicycle kick was probably the highlight for people but for me was how does someone is with with the talent to be able to receive a ball and chest strap it and then volley it 
in the and the and the six yard line yeah. just kicks it straight to the goalie instead of going yeah. to either of the corners. I mean that was that had that yeah. should have been put in the net every time. Yeah, I, I think I think it's really tough because we are going into the postseason now into the playoffs, um, and we don't have any players, any attacking players who are streaking right now in a good way, like who are, who are on a good hot streak or, or just seem to be clicking. We've got basically Molino one week will be king of the world. Darwin Quintero the next week will be king of the world. And, and that's, that's not the worst thing to have. At least like someone's going to pick up the, the game, but we're going into the playoffs and that like being able to be like, well, I don't know which one of these guys is going to be good today. Uh, so a let of attackers, you know, right? um, the nice thing about Lud is that he's not been particularly bad. Um, I don't know, but, but I feel like, it, I, feel like I wouldn't either, give him so. anything higher than a five in this game. Um, and so uh, I, I think that that makes it, it pretty tough when you're, when you're trying to evaluate these guys and, and Finley comes on and he's like full of energy and he's doing, he was okay in the, in his 20 no, he minutes. Was, he was okay. And he, and he brings his own. I mean, you know what you get with Finley, you get energy, you get yeah. straight runs, you get physical physicality. Yeah. And, and you get like, he'll pop up in the box with a shot every game. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he'll score it. Um, I think, so, you know, the, I think that this was a, a pretty decent result. Um, I don't, uh, I, I think it's something that, you know, if we see LAFC again in the playoffs, uh, it's something that is obviously replicable. Um, will Bob have a plan, uh, a new plan to counteract it? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And I will mean, we get as lucky as we did in this? Um, I don't know. Were, were, were we lucky? We had we had more shots on goal than them. So maybe I'm, no, maybe I mean, I'm, we, yeah, I mean we, we definitely, I, I guess I shouldn't say we're lucky in the way that we were against SKC. No, we, we created good opportunities. Yeah. Um, good yeah. scoring opportunities. A lot of them, uh, I think Angelo probably was responsible for at least four shots on, on goal, yeah. right? Um, but, um, you know, two who, two who the goalie was, was, was placed perfectly on that was able to, deflect the ball twice well and then i think the the volley and the kind of where he received a, a ball and close to the f- far post or, or close to one of the posts and then he turned around and just tried to kick it as hard as he can and it was just like every time i see him kick the ball really hard it just kind of just rolls like i can't see where he can generate the, the power from from a powerful shot but He's trying, and that's yeah. the thing that 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 you, you you do see, and that he does try, and he tries to connect. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm um his physicality and is able to be able to create um, opportunities, specifically splitting those center backs so many times, which is exactly what we what we've seen you know Toy do with with uh, with Molino, like chipping him the ball, yeah. get him to a far post, or get him ahead of someone to get to the ball. So like I mean, we we talked about it on this podcast a lot how like. Darwin and Angelo are a pair of attacking uh, players who function well together, right? They look for each other. They're finally in a groove and they understand how to work, yeah. play with each other. Just like when when Toy and Molino are playing together. So, like, if I'm, you know, I've always said, you know, I'd rather have that pairing, Toy and Molino, make sure that they're playing together, and then Darwin and Angelo playing together just in case, you know, you need to change yeah. things up. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, and I think the, what's really 
left a very bitter taste in my mouth is we didn't use a third sub. It was obviously Miguel Ibarra's last home game. I mean, we've got the playoffs, but uh, last regular season game. Uh, it It's unthinkable that if it was Frank Lampard's last game for Chelsea, that they would do something like that, that, that he would, he would go out and Frank Lampard was still starting at the end you know, when he just like, right. And I mean, left, I mean, but I get that, but at the same time, when it's come to emotional or, um, meaningful things that, uh, that the community values, this club has never provided those opportunities for no. us to celebrate them. Right. We have, yeah. you know, Christian Ramirez when he, before he left, he, he, you know, last game that we saw, we didn't, really get to celebrate any of that. Yeah. Then we have uh, the opportunity for Colin Martin to play. Right. We didn't get that. I mean, like, it, it's it's written on yeah. the wall, but it's not going to happen. I know, but so. I, and I've said this before. It, it's also not just a sentimental thing. Like, I said this before about the Colin Martin event and, and this. Like, you bring that person on and you will get, the stadium will get energized. You will get an actual tactical advantage and from people And I agree with you, but, that, for, but, but, for yeah. this ad- administration and for this coaching staff, that's not that's it, like, not the that's, it, that seems it, to be not important for yeah, them. Yeah, and moment. that's that's really frustrating. And, yeah, and, and, and I, I guess and like, I get you that. know someone someone did come at at me a few weeks ago about whether or not Miguel Ibarra is a legend, which is like, um, perhaps if you are a new fan, you don't understand the fact that like literally no one in the country knew or cared about Minnesota until. This Miguel weird kid, you know, that no one ever heard of, got called up, got called up to the men's national team, and was someone that like we were like, you guys have to watch this guy play. And he played He's decently a, when he was playing for the, the yeah. US men. So like it was one of those things that 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 we and and I think too is that as of lately too, like ever since the last home la, last game, a lot of people on Twitter are, are sharing their Miguel Ibarra stories. Uh, preempting whether what's going to happen in the off season or not, and and there's the and you know and it makes and it, and it just gives me that feeling inside that I'm like no I can't I can't do anything until I see it in my face is actually going to yeah. happen so so that's the that's the attitude I'm keeping up but I really love hearing all these and seeing all these pictures of people from like way in the back Nessie days right yeah and way in the back uh, you know memories of of Miguel and how. How he, how he's, how he's, you know, not only become uh, a staple in this soccer community, yeah. but how he's always been an underdog, and he's always somehow find a way to 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 succeed in some yeah. sort of sense. So yeah, and I and I guess I, I would just say like the, the the way when Miguel left last time, you know, we had a friendly and we shared him for a half with Club Leon. Um, and seeing him just like not like to me, it's just it's inexcusable from from Heath. You know, it, it's just a complete lack of respect for um, for fans and for the history of this team. Uh, and it just it really sours me um, on on stuff. It really bums me out because. Um, you know, players like Miguel, like Christian, like a few others that over, over the years have, uh, you know, um, the, the um, not quite Tison, but Tison was really fun. Uh, but these players who you, you just, you see them do amazing things. They bring, make, create moments that bring you so much joy. And so you attach a lot to that. Um, and, 
and so yeah, it just really sucks that they just like gave him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you work in PR, you recognize the opportunity to be able to engage more people, and that's what you should try to go for, right? I mean, as a as a as a PR, yeah, that's that's just a a brilliant PR yeah. move. But apparently, there's no they either either that idea got shut down or 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 whatnot. I mean, like we have you know, for example, like when they take Boxy and Boxy's doing gender reveal parties, right? I yeah. mean, those are those are great opportunities for to 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 do that, but. But I also think, you know, it's it's just like in these past three years, I've I've learned that the things that this this community and, and this soccer fandom wants uh are not at times the priority of this administration. And that sometimes is frustrating and sad, specifically when it comes to people who Who've, who've helped build this name, right? who've helped build this organization and who've helped put, you know, the Minnesota on the map in the, in the MLS. So I think it's, you know, like I, I think it's sometimes it's just unfortunate and, and it's, and, and, yeah. and doesn't lack uh, the amount of, um, it lacks the amount of attention that it should yeah. be getting. Right. So, yeah. And so I, I won't go into it more. It bums me out. Um, I stuck around after the game, watched it. You know, Miguel had to do all of his sprints and everything. Yeah. Stuck around so I could just say goodbye to him. Um, he came up to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. He came He came over. I told him I told him when the Dark Clouds end of the year um, auction is. And I was like, it'll mean a lot for if you show up to this. It, um, so hopefully hopefully he'll be able to, to come out. Um, he better bring his dog. He's such a like awkward shy guy, but like just just come out, just like say allow people and, and you know do that. I just don't like if he plays against us. It's different. I, I still don't know what I'll see when when we play against Christian someday. But like watching Miguel play against us, it might be a game like I just don't go to or something like that. <laughs> just like can't do it or can't something. Can't do it. Too, uh, too, yeah. too emotionally attached. And that, and that's the thing too is like I've had I have my share of memories with Miguel. I mean and 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 the way that you know. Specifically, uh, when it comes to my family, right? I mean, well, I think one of the first games that you went to Nessie and I was able to convince all of them to go to, it was a game that afterwards, Miguel, after a really tough game, and I think we lost, um, specifically against Cosmos, I think, um, he stuck around and, and made sure that he talked to every single person that wanted to talk to him and take pictures of every single person. And, and, and you just don't, you know, you don't find that at all nowadays, right? You know, people are asking to pay you, you to pay them for their autographs or be able to spend time with you know people who, who, yeah. who are dear to you. You know, and that, and I think that's one of the things. But you also, this man's talented. At yeah. the same time, you see the talent, right? Yeah. And he's delivered at times. So, yeah. so it, it is frustrating, specifically um, how things are, are played out. But at the same time, you know, you know the the future is not written yet. So yeah. we'll see. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk playoffs. All right, 55-1 podcast. Let's finish this up with the section on the playoffs. Wait. Um, what? What do you think of the boxy goal? Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about the box all goal. Uh, uh, another free uh, set-piece goal. Gregor's is just becoming the set-piece person well, now. He was, finally he was coming. It just like it didn't, you know, like I almost scored like five headers off corners I think like 15 summer. he's like had yeah. like 15 opportunities um, to score yeah I one. think it's great I mean I said earlier sometime in the summer I, I said it, the problem is you can't take Gregush out, out of there because his set piece 
uh, delivery is so good. Um, it just hasn't quite had the effect because we don't have enough targets, I think. We just have a couple big guys. But, yeah, it was great. It was a great back-of-the-head goal from Boxy. It was, it was wonderful. I think one of the things that, that also, too, is the season grows. We, like, literally didn't even talk about ve- ve- Vela's we'll goal We'll talk either. about that. We'll talk I about mean, that. We just, like, talked about other parts of the game. We just anyway, got so. carried away with Miguel, which is okay. Which but, is I mean, okay. we talked about the game, too, but, like, just the... Uh, yeah, we, yeah. But so. I, I, think, I, think, I think that one of the things, too, is you, is you watch the replay of that set piece is not only uh, just the timing. Like yes. a lot of the times, um, you know, at the beginning of the season when you meet a teammate or you someone else, who timing's always off, right? And timing is important. And a timing and where Gregush was able to time Boxy's run or, or vice versa, it was just it was just perfect. Because yeah. I'm like, who left him that wide open, right? Yeah. He was, and then he he just timed that run perfectly. Was yeah. able to put it away. And I mean, that was that was kudos to to Boxy. And I, you know, just like. In North American football, when a linebacker, no, not linebacker, but like an offensive lineman is able to score a touchdown, like the big guy scores a touchdown. Yeah. I love celebrating center back. Goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just one of my favorite things That's to do. Funny. It's like, because, like, you know, and Boxy has had a couple of these seasons that are really have been, you know, those things that, that, that he kind of stumbles upon, that like happens to him. But this one's actually all on him to be able to do that. And of course, the Carlos Villa goal, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a like it's a basically copy and paste Carlos Vela right. goal. I mean, like apparently, apparently, yeah, to the far post, you know, with his left foot and uh. yeah. I mean, it's just like apparently we didn't read the report of like yeah. don't leave Carlos Vela un- well, unmarked, right? Yeah, it's just it's a guy see, like that. Yeah, you, Mo- you, Mo- you, literally, Mo- if you ever yeah. say, if you see the goal, there's a point where like Vela gets the ball, Moimbe just sits there and tries to do like a staring contest, right? And then Vela's like, okay, yeah. Takes the left foot out, dials it in from, you know, the top of the box. Boxer doesn't, I mean, uh, Minoni doesn't even move. And you're like, you know what? That's a typical, typical Velago. Just curves it with his left. Yeah. We've seen it all season. We've seen it all last year. And apparently, you know, we still can't stop it. Um, and then I, I want to say one one shout out to the LAFC fans, a lot of whom came back to the bar. Oh man, afterwards. they hold others. We, we, from where we were sitting, we saw their whole section jumping yeah. the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they were great. They were and great. Yeah. Apparently, though, <laughs> I, I need to reach out to them. Apparently, some of them took offense that on my chalkboard I had Loons versus Shivas USA, and like one of them, <laughs> like they were all so cool to me. And then my bartender. I saw, I ran over there tonight real quick and he's like, yeah, one of them like threatened me, threatened to take me outside because he thought I had written that. And I was like, all of them were so cool. Why do you have to tell me this story? I was so happy about hanging out with all of them, but can't, apparently can't, can't take, can't one take of them, the yeah, they USA can't take joke, right? USA jokes and they want to fight our bar, my bartender. Um, Hope but it wasn't yeah, Tony. It was, it was, it was Tony. Yeah. What? Yeah, they, oh they man. Tony's um, my favorite. So, uh, yeah, they were great. It was like 50 people, and they I saw were all the videos, all, like, on so the, yeah. yeah. But, like, from where we were sitting, like, we could see them, like, nonstop. Yeah. To the, and, and here's the thing, like, like, in our family, like, you know, we all have our, we all follow certain MLS teams, and my wife, Nubia, has always uh, had a thing for LAFC ever since Christian moved, moved there. And then when yeah. he was traded, she was still watching. And so she knows a lot of the chants because she yeah. watched all the mini documentaries that were yeah, on yeah. all that stuff, right? <laughs> and so, like, all that stuff. And so she, she she turned to me and she goes, you know, I might just do a LAFC chant. You know, I was like, you don't just said, don't you dare. I said, yeah. don't you dare. And then so. she laughed at it. And of course it didn't happen, but it was just, you know, it was, it was a good atmosphere. They had a good following. 
and I heard they, they, they had a good time. So yep. that's, that's what matters, right? So playoffs. All right. Playoffs? We are currently in second place. Say that again. We're currently in second place. Woo-hoo! So we go away to Seattle this weekend. We are we Who are barely almost, barely squeaked out. We're almost certainly um, in uh, in a home playoff game spot. Basically, Real Salt Lake is if they win and we lose, then there's still a um, we have a goal different. No, we have a head to head, don't we? On them currently right now, um, Minnesota United. And Real Salt Lake, if they were even on points, because obviously even uh, points is the first tiebreaker, it's how many wins do you have? That's the, it's not goal differential. Minnesota United and Real Salt Lake both have 15 wins. The next tiebreaker is um, goal differential. That we have uh, 10, 10, uh, we are positive 10, they're positive four. So the real thing is if they win and we lose, then they go, they would go above us in the standings. Um, so we could, if we if we lose and they win, we would be pushed out of the home, uh, out of a home playoff spot. Um, and so, if we can just get a draw, then we would uh, we would end up basically in at least guaranteed fourth, third. Right? Yeah. Um, third, because we'd be above Seattle, uh, above Real Salt Lake, and Galaxy could win and go above us. So that's the scenario. Um, if we, you know, the, the way the bracket bracket works is that um, if we are in fourth place or fifth place, we, you know, fourth and fifth face each other, and then the winner of that faces goes to LAFC. Um, the other spots go into the other part of the 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 bottom half of the the bracket and so third versus six two versus seven the winners of those play each other and then the winner of that plays four, fourth and fifth for or or uh um lafc so so this weekend it, we're vancouver whitecaps fans it's, it's quite obvious uh it's quite obvious who do vancouver play well certainly okay yes we definitely are Vancouver fans, and they beat LAFC weirdly last weekend. LAFC is just... Or LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, LA Galaxy is one of those teams that totally is... Uh, like, you don't know which LA LA, LA team is going to show up. You know, the yeah. one where Zlatan scores a hat trick, or the one where they can't, you know, figure out how to even get the ball past yeah. half field, right? It's like... So, would you rather... I mean, I mean, it feels like we would rather end up in the... To uh, playing the seven, the the part that where you don't face face LAFC in your second game, right? You want to have two mm-hmm. home playoff games before. Okay, well then maybe we'll play LAFC, or at that point we would host a third playoff game against uh, whatever you know, whatever uh, team wins the fourth, fifth, or 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 LAFC. Is that? Do you kind of share that, the the kind of try to delay playing LAFC as long as you can? I think that's, you know, that's what everybody wants to. But at the same time, I think last year, wasn't it Real Salt Lake that, um, that play LAFC yeah. and then ended up beating LAFC? Right, right, so, I right, mean, right. like anything, like as Kevin Garnett says, you know, yeah. when you want to say anything is possible. So that's one of the things too. But at the same time, I think we've shown at least in two games that we um, 
we can play with them, right? Yeah. In a sense, we can keep at least it, keep it interesting, keep it honest, right? The games and 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 both of these teams in this last game that we played didn't put out, you know, their yeah. best best starting eleven, right? And so, so to be able to figure out how we're gonna do that, um, you know, of course you want to delay the the playing them until you have to, but if we ended up having to play them first, I mean, you the, never know the the. The way, if the, let's say everything stays but the yeah, same, what is the lowest we can get? Like, is lowest that fifth or sixth? Fifth, fifth. Okay, so, there so you go. the 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 way it would go if if everything stays the same right now, we would play FC Dallas. We would host FC Dallas, and then Who we are would stinking it up. Yeah, really. and then we would play the winner of Seattle Sounders versus Portland Timbers. Um, which again, on any given day, you know, Portland have been not very good, but. Portland going to Seattle would be would be something. So that th- those games there are, I I'd kind of fancier chances there. Um, uh, the only the only one I, I think we said this in past podcasts. The only two teams that I would be wary of are Galaxy and LAFC. Um, uh, yep, uh, I, I think Zlatan when he's got his uh, his fame boner going. Uh, which which he has during the playoffs, and he he's going to be tough to beat. Plus Pavone, obviously. Um, Plus we don't have um, Coleman keep keeping slot yeah, yeah. in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Um, so I I don't know. And then and uh, do you have any other uh, other kind of perspective thoughts about this? Seattle is going to be a a test here, but do we expect to play our our I don't. I, I. You know. Honestly, I. I don't know. I mean, this feels kind of like a like a Colombia versus versus P- Peru. Um. You know, game where like both teams just needed a, a result, yeah. and they played to a tie, and you know the whole controversy, Chile whining as 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 they did about, you know, as conspiracy. But I. I, I don't think both teams um <laughs> play their full lineup. You know, we might see something like we saw against the LAFC, right? We rest, Aussie. And and maybe rest um, somebody else to be able to, to give them a break, and you know I w- I wouldn't oppose uh, you know giving um, giving Darwin some rest and then putting Molino and Toy and then maybe um, maybe seeing Chacon um, step into the lewd role since Chacon was very buttoned up at that game. No, uh, no, no. He, he was he was very ultra. Yeah. He was very ultra. Sure, he was sure. not buttoned up. He was very ultra. Um, all right. Well, we, we've got that final game of the season. It's on at three o'clock on Sunday. Obviously, we'll throw a big party at, at the bar. And thank you. Thank you, listeners. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you sometime soon. And uh, all right. Adios. <laughs>